welcome to the Xbox wrap up. I'm your host, Captain Logan, or just Logan, and you are listening to the only podcast where I think you can actually say X-Woo and it makes sense. Uh, we are going to be covering a bunch of stuff this week, and there's even stuff that I want to talk about, but I haven't gotten enough time to really research it. So we're going to be covering all of the Disney Marvel game showcase stuff next week when I have more time to dump into the, the episode. That's probably going to be the main thing. We've got a lot to cover anyway. So we're going to be talking about Call of Duty issues that are going on with the Blizzard Activision deal and Jim Ryan's issue with uh, what's adequate and what's inadequate. We're going to be talking about Xbox and the latest changes to the UI, as well as some features that may or may not actually work. We'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. We're also going to be talking about a new controller and some new features that are uh, announced this week, as well as coming to the Xbox Design Lab. We're going to be talking about a bunch of Xbox gaming news as far as stuff that's coming out, uh, shows that are coming up that you want to keep an eye out for, as well as some updates on games that have been out and have had kind of a rough go of it. So we're going to be talking about the announcement of Cyberpunk, as well as what changes came to it. And there's a really interesting sweepstakes that I think some of you Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones friends uh, are excited about out there. So we're going to be talking about a sweepstakes you'll want to keep an eye out if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Uh, also, we found out a little bit of news about Crystal Dynamics. I want to talk about Splatoon 3 for just a, a hot minute. And then there's some updates coming to the PS5 that were in beta that are finally being announced uh, to, to be launched for uh, those of you who happen to have a PlayStation 5. So we're going to be talking about all that and more in this week's episode of the Xbox Wrap Up. X Woo. All right. Well, last week we had some really bummer news that came out and it was a real shame. Uh, it was actually a really long episode, surprisingly. But this week, I think we can keep it down a little bit shorter. We're going to try and keep it within that hour time frame uh, and really kind of just kind of hit the major points of what's been going on this week. Again, like I mentioned, there's a Disney Marvel showcase that happened uh, for games. There was a ton of announcements that I don't have time to go into this week. So we're going to be covering that next week. And I'm looking forward to talking about some of my favorite franchises ever actually getting little bits of uh, love from Disney, which I'm excited for. Um, but we want to talk about Activision Blizzard this week a little bit more because uh, it wasn't enough to find out that, you know, this has already been a highly contested um, a conversation amongst gamers just in general about what's going to happen. You know, are we going to see uh, games going like exclusive to PlayStation? You know, Sony has come out and said that they are concerned about the future of Call of Duty on their platform. Microsoft has made statements about it as well. And I wanted to go to a statement that came out from Jim Ryan this week that really sparked the internet's uh, uh, game console rivalry, you know, the, the console warriors out there, uh, while the PC and Nintendo people just kind of sit back and, and do what they usually do, or just, you know, play Splatoon 3 and say, woo me. Uh, so, in an article, um, a statement that that went to GamesIndustry.biz, uh, Jim Ryan, who's the the uh, CEO and, and, and uh, president over there, I think over at Sony. I don't keep enough close enough attention to, me, but he says uh, he he says this was in kind of a response to the information, the the post that went out over at uh, Microsoft's uh, website, the one that I talked about, the blog post that came out from Phil Spencer saying that gaming for everyone, everywhere, our view at, on Activision Blizzard. Uh, uh, where they talked about how they want to 
um, be committed to making the same version of Call of Duty available on PlayStation on same day the game launches elsewhere. Uh, they say that, that they um, have, have talked about this in the past, uh, that in the past, uh, Phil Spencer has been quoted as saying, in January, we pr provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation uh, with feature and content parity uh, for at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract and offer that goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements, says Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer in a statement to The Verge. Uh, that was back in September 2022, or that was uh, as of the, the 2022 when this article was written up. Um, the, the quote itself very interesting to hear from uh, Phil Spencer saying that they they have agreed that there is a contract in place with Call of Duty and that the uh, agreement for them is that they will get several more years beyond the current contract. Now, we don't know when the current contract ends. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, we know that players in, in the, the blog post actually said, we know players benefit from this approach because we've done it with micro or we've done it with Minecraft, which continues to be available on multiple platforms and has expanded to even more since Mojang joined Microsoft in 2014. As we extend uh, our uh, gaming storefront across new devices and platforms, we will make sure that we do so in a manner that protects the ability of developers to choose how they how to distribute their games. So what they're talking about is basically we are are planning to keep this um, kind of on other consoles for as long as we we determine and we've agreed to honor the contracts that are in place and to extend it for several years now several here is is the word that really like nobody really knew what several meant several for all intents purposes is three or more but we never knew like what it was so the beef here comes in from the uh, statement given to GameIndustry.biz, in which case Jim Ryan says that the deal is inadequate on many levels, quote unquote. Uh, so the quote here is, I hadn't intended to com comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum. Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate at many levels and failed to take account on the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue or we yeah, we want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. So I want to break this down just a little bit because I got some beef with this. First off, I think that billionaires uh, talking about this um, in, in the public forum is really just like a cat fight in the middle of the street. You can hear it regardless of where you are. You want it to be over and you're just hoping that you don't have to go pick up the 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 remnants afterwards. Uh, but let's kind of break down what he says. I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this to the public forum. Yeah, he brought this to the public forum because guess what? Your companies are public. You have shareholders. This stuff has to be made public. You have to talk about this. And what he talks about is his commitment that was already agreed upon back in behind closed doors on phone calls in January. 
congratulations. It's September. We have half a year before this shit goes through. So of course you want to talk about this. The same thing happened with the Activision or with the Bethesda deal. It all happened behind closed doors. There was a lot of discussion. There were some early commitments made. And then the rest of the time, everyone's like, well, is it going to become exclusive? Is it going to become exclusive? Is it going to become exclusive? And then six to eight months later, we finally found out, yeah, stuff's going to become exclusive. That's why you spend the money on it. Now, if we're taking a look at something like Destiny and PlayStation, that's a different story because Destiny came out adamantly saying they have no control over what we do. They just happen to purchase us and we're sticking to what we do and we're using this as an opportunity to expand our current lineup of content on cross media platforms because that's what Sony's good at. And in return, we will advise them on how to develop live service games. That's effectively what Destiny or what Bungie said was going to happen with Destiny. They were very clear about it and no other company uh, has really been able to have that kind of leniency uh, when acquired, but you know what? That's what lawyers are for. You make those deals. So when Phil Spencer sits here and says that it was, or when, you know, Jim Ryan says it was brought to the public forum, it was already public. Nothing he said is outside of the ordinary of what was said earlier in the year when the acquisition first started. So him coming in and saying, I need to set the record straight. No, you're spilling tea, sir in my opinion. Uh, so let's go on. The rest of the statement says, Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement. Okay, well, how long is the current agreement? Is it for 10 years? Is it for the next five years? Is it for the next one year? We don't know what the current agreement is. If you want to spill the tea, if you want to set the record straight, how about you tell us how long the current agreement for Activision and Sony ends? How about that? After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take uh, account of the impact on our gamers. All right. Well, I tell you what, you having Spider-Man hasn't really taken into account the impact on Xbox's gamers. You having Final Fantasy 7 Remake and Final Fantasy 14 hasn't really taken into account the impact on Xbox gamers who want to play those games. So when you say that taking Call of Duty and making that an Xbox exclusive and only offering three years beyond the current nebulous agreement isn't taking into account the impact on your gamers, you don't give a fuck about your gamers. You really don't. You give a fuck about having a first-person shooter as popular as Call of Duty on your platform because you don't have one. Now, Xbox has some. So for them, Call of Duty is a good pick. But we have alternatives. We've got Call of Duty. We've got Call of Duty. We've got Apex Legends. We've got Fortnite. Oh, oh, wait, that's right. Sony has those too. I forgot. That's right. And they're making Warzone 2 available for cross-platform. And I'm pretty sure cross-gen as well too. So for all intents and purposes, if Call of Duty wants to make a new franchise, a new installment in five years... That's 100% Microsoft's right to say, hey, this campaign's going to be Xbox exclusive because we don't know how long the current agreement between Activision and Sony is, but we know that it'll be three years after that. But you know what? For three years, you're going to have Call of Duties on an annual basis. 
you're also going to have Warzone 2. So I really don't understand why Jim Ryan is crying about, and, and I say crying in a very hyperbolic means here, why you're bringing this as if this is a, a huge issue for Sony. Will Call of Duty fans still be able to play Warzone 2? Yes. How long? At least three years. So right now, you have some time. You can build up your own game if that's what you want to do. But I'm so tired of these millionaires sitting here complaining about how it impacts our gamers. You don't give a fuck about them. So don't pretend like you do. Xbox is very clear what they want to do. They want to bring gaming to more people. Why? Because it sells subscriptions. They don't have to say because it sells subscriptions, because they're making Game Pass available to as many people as possible. Their goal is to make their games accessible to as many people as possible. That's how you grow business. They're not saying how how Spider-Man is impacting their gamers. They're not saying how Final Fantasy is impacting their gamers. It's exclusive. We get it. We understand. Was it multi-platform? Yeah. In fact, Final Fantasy 13, I believe, is actually leaving Game Pass uh, this month. So it's like, we've had Final Fantasy games. So why does PlayStation only get Final Fantasy 7 Remake? As far as we knew, the exclusivity window was up a year after it launched. But we haven't seen any of it over on Xbox. So I... I I am very negative about Jim Ryan's uh, statements on this because I think it's a lot of caterwauling, if you will. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience. Call of Duty has not had the highest quality games in a while. Everyone has looked at some of the rushed content that's been coming out for Call of Duty, and a lot of people have not been too happy with the latest uh, maps for Warzone. So the fact that you're saying to have the highest quality of Call of Duty experience uh, and how Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle, it's like, well, then you should have bought the studio. You should have bought uh, the exclusives to it. If Sony is so concerned about maintaining the highest quality Call of Duty experience for PlayStation gamers, then you should have put the money on the table. You should have put a ring on it like you do all the other studios. That's, what's, that's what Xbox does. Xbox goes and acquires publishers. They go and acquire studios. They make their games. They support them fully with funding. And they say, hey, whatever it takes to make that game, make that game. We'll fund it. If Sony doesn't do that, then Sony doesn't have any right to complain because they had every opportunity. They could have bought Activision. They had the opportunity. I don't know what this what this is coming down to. Bobby Kotick, who's a piece of shit, was looking to sell off Activision Blizzard because they realized that their games were going to hell and they didn't have anything lined up that was going to save them. So they went out on shop. Sony didn't have maybe the money to be able to pay what they wanted and Microsoft did. So are you going to blame Microsoft because they just happen to have deeper pockets? Oh, we couldn't buy Call of Duty. We didn't have enough money. We should have taken out another loan. We should have invested in capitals better. We're selling our consoles at profit and raising the prices and making them cheaper to make because we're reducing the component cost. I don't care. I don't care. If you wanted to have the best experience, the highest quality experience for Call of Duty for your gamers, then you should have ponied up. And that's how I feel about it. I think the messaging has been very unclear about Xbox. Phil Spencer probably should have come out and said, we're extending the uh, agreement between Sony and Activision Blizzard beyond their current agreement for three years uh, so that they, they can have that, that time. They didn't do that with uh, 
active when they when they purchased Bethesda. They said anything that's currently going to be made available for cross uh, for for multi platform games is going to maintain uh, any current agreements that they have with Bethesda for games that are launching on Sony are going to be honored. But after that, everything else is going to be on Xbox. And if you want to play those games, you buy an Xbox or you subscribe to Game Pass and you get it on your Samsung TV or you get it through your PC, through the Microsoft app. Lots of stuff is available through Steam. You can buy a PC and play everything through Steam. Pretty much everything is available through Steam. Even Sony's putting their games on Steam, so they're getting another revenue source. So if they didn't have the money to buy Call of Duty, I really feel bad for them. It sucks that gamers are going to have to make that choice. But you know what? This is a this is a world where a lot of gamers who are over the age of 18 have multiple consoles. And it's usually the case where they realize if you want to play the really amazing exclusive games that Sony puts out that are first party ones, you just got to pony up the same way you do for Nintendo. And Nintendo's not over there crying, clutching their pearls and saying, I want Call of Duty on my console. They don't care. They got their market. They know what their niche is. They're doing it. If you want Nintendo games, you buy a Nintendo Switch. There's no question about that. There's no pondering if Nintendo will ever put their their content on PC or if they'll put their content on PlayStation or Xbox or Steam Deck. No one, no one in their right mind who's been following the industry ever thinks that Nintendo is going to do anything like that. And they don't have to. They're getting away with selling Wii U games at $60 on the new Nintendo Switch. They're getting away with selling uh, ported Mario version or Mario games for six months and, and charging $60 and having FOMO drive sales to the point where that game is the most sold game for them fiscally, 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 fiscally. Uh, so like, I can't, I can't look at Jim Ryan and think that he's not just looking like an impetulant child about this. And I have no sympathy for him because he runs the company. He makes the choices. He could have done something about it and he didn't, but he's making moves in other places. So you know what? This to me looks like posturing to, to try and throw a wrench, throw a spanner, if you will, into the cogs of the machine that is the Activision Blizzard deal working through. And that's pretty much all I really have to say about this. So now that we've kind of gotten that out of the way, now that I've kind of gotten that off my chest, uh, I'm sure there are le more level-headed people out there um, that can give a, a more even-keeled response to this. But genuinely, I I, just, I look at this and I'm like, shut up. I'm, I'm so sick of it. But anyway, we got some other news I want to get into. Rolling out this week. We got some really interesting things that happened. I did not know about this. I tested this out. I didn't feel like it worked the way I wanted to, but there was an Xbox Wire news article that went out on the 7th of September. And you're never gonna believe this. If you haven't heard about this, you seen this, you heard about this? As uh, my, my good friend, Mr. Joe Badbit over at the PlayStation Trophy Room says, Xbox is rolling out today party chat noise suppression and jump in with friends for mobile and PC. I was really surprised when I saw this. This is something that's coming to Xbox Series X and S consoles. You can do it now. It's on by default, but I don't know how well it works. I really don't. But let's read this. Team Xbox is excited to continue bringing new ways to make Xbox better with you at the center. I always love when they say that because it makes me feel special. 
super special as we refine the experience and deliver brand new features based on your feedback which is good it means they're listening this month's update introduces a couple more ways for you to connect and play with your friends and communities including party chat noise suppression on xbox series x and s consoles and the ability to start a game from a friend's shared game clip or screenshot on mobile and pc which is just bonkers all right let's get into party chat noise suppression uh if you use party chat on your xbox series x and s you may notice fear fewer unwanted noises and interruptions than before noise suppression helps remove noises like gamepad clicks breathing and background noise from your parties if you want to keep some types of background noise like music in your parties, you can turn off noise suppression if you want. Just open the guide, scroll to parties and chats, and select options. There you can enable or disable noise suppression. We're excited that this feature launches on Xbox Series X and S today and we'll be bringing it to more devices soon. So. I tried this out uh, when I heard about it. I jumped into a party with some good friends. You listened to the show, so thank you for helping me test this. And as we were playing, I was crunching on some little plastic of a bag that I had nearby, and I was talking, and then I was not talking, and they could hear it the whole time. So I'm very curious about how this noise suppression works. Um, I'm curious to know if it works like the way uh, Discord's uh, works, because if that's the case, it doesn't work nearly as well as I was hoping it would. Um, but that's okay. You know, there's not much you can really do about that, um, except maybe buy Discord. Maybe just buy Discord. Just buy them. Uh, and then steal it from Sony because I want to see Jim Ryan complain more as opposed to talking about his cats. Uh, but anyway, sorry. That was a little That was a little mean. Uh, too mean, maybe. Um, but I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, let me know if noise suppression has worked for you. If you've noticed that people who are typically uh, either you know breathing a lot in the microphone or if um, they're clicking on their their controller a lot, you can hear that. Let me know if if you notice a change when you're in a party with them. Uh, I'd be very curious to find out if this takes care of a lot of uh, squeakers who are on party chats and stuff. If if you you can hear them in the background or not. Uh, and just generally, I like the fact that they're adding this kind of feature to uh, their their UI. It's something that I think is should be kind of inherent with all party chats. We also got news about jumping right into a game from your friend's shared captures on mobile and PC is the headline here. Uh, this one was a little more interesting. I was kind of surprised about this. Millions of gamers share game clips and screenshots with their friends with link sharing. Release excuse me, released last year, uh, late last year. Now the friends you share your game clips and screenshots with can not only watch your captures, they can start playing right away from their device with cloud gaming. Some games require Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for cloud gaming, by the way. Uh, and in response to that, that means not everything that's not Fortnite, basically because uh, Fortnite's the only game on there, which is interesting to think about. Uh, Fortnite is the only game where you don't have to have a subscription to be able to play it on Game Pass. If you want to play a cloud gaming version of Fortnite, you can do so in any browser. You just have to go to xbox.com forward slash play, click on the Fortnite button, connect your controller, and boom, you're done. Uh, actually, I wonder, if, I wonder if PC and mouse is coming to that soon, because they talked about that in the past. I don't know. Uh, so the next time a friend shares an epic moment from their favorite game, like Forza Horizon 5, just tap 
play and start playing directly in a browser straight from their clip, which is really interesting. I don't know anyone that is going to be using this because most of the time I play with friends who are all playing together. I rarely ever watch clips that people send me. Uh, I rarely ever think like, oh yeah, I wanna jump in and play that game right then. Cause I'm usually in a situation where I've already got the game downloaded, but I could see this being a thing in the future. I'm, I'm, it's, it's an option that we have. Um, let's see if it goes anywhere, I guess would be the, the best way to kind of go about it. Uh, as always with um, their updates, they always recommend that you visit the Xbox support site if you're having any issues with it. And they always want to hear from us. Uh, if you download the Xbox Insider Hub, you can get uh, betas and alpha rings uh, set up so that you can actually test out the next feature that has yet to come out, but is now in Insiders. All right, so we're going to go back to Inside or Xbox Insider, which I believe is a another <laughs> another Xbox Wire article. Uh, this is where I go to for my news, by the way. If you don't know where I'm getting all this information, I love just sitting on Xbox Wire and like seeing what articles they come out with because some of these are really good. Some of these not so good, but most of it's usually pretty good information. Uh, one of the interesting things, though, is, is that they are going to be testing out and and seeing how a ui change for the xbox system looks uh if you don't know the current ui is the same ui that they've had for probably late into the xbox one lifetime lifespan and um it's the only one i've i've seen outside of the 360 i never i never got an xbox vcr uh when it came out the xbox one when it first came out i didn't get an xbox uh one until the cyberpunk limited edition which i've actually got some news about that too uh but that was my first one so i had to get used to the way the ui looked and i wasn't quite sure how i felt about it eventually i understood kind of where to navigate for things and i actually really like it i think it's good i don't think it's i don't uh it has its pros compared to PlayStation 5. I will say that the PS4 probably had the one that I liked the most. Um, and the Switch was honestly really, really good until it started to get a little too cluttered when there were fewer games on the Switch. And everyone's like, oh, just put it on Switch. Is it coming to Switch? I want it on Switch. Um, that was when the Switch had the best UI because it was snappy. It was quick. You didn't have a whole lot of games. Now it's a little cumbersome. The, the eShop is horrendous. But... I digress. So the Xbox UI is getting a test on Xbox insiders. Um, they're looking to have people actually kind of give proper feedback for this. Um, and I've actually seen some really good feedback too. Uh, so going to the article, uh, the senior product manager lead, uh, Ivy Krislov over at the Xbox experiences uh, team says, team Xbox is always looking for ways to improve your gaming experience getting gamers what they want games we're focused on making it faster and easier to play the games you love and find your next favorite game and as xbox insiders you play a vital role in helping us build the right experience for everyone we know the xbox homepage is where our gamers spend a lot of their time and it's a special or no, excuse me, it's a space that's very personal. That's true, I have mine very, very personal. Uh, we also know we can always be listening and learning how we can do better here while keeping your experience fast and familiar, because that is key, I will say. Familiar is very key. With that, 
we're kicking off a multi-month series of experiments to learn how to create a more personalized home screen experience and address some of the top trends and fan requests. Starting this week, a random subset of Xbox insiders in the alpha skip ahead ring will see some layout design and ease of access changes as we experiment with different approaches. In addition, we are also exploring options for new channel or new, excuse, new game channels and collections when you scroll down that include content that's curated for you based on the things that you uh, things like the games you've played or how to make the most out of your Game Pass subscription. Basically, they're looking how to curate that stuff for you, if you're not sure. The key updates in this first round of preview updates, the new quote unquote jump back in row gives you quick access to your most recently played games and apps. Easily access important system apps like settings, store, search, and my games and apps with their own dedicated tiles on the Xbox home. Consistent design and visual identifiers with updated layout to keep the experience familiar. Basically, they want to make everything look the same with clear indicators on what you're looking at. When you scroll down, you'll see curated categories and recommendations tailored to your gaming preferences. I like that. I really do. I think the more they can learn from what I like, the less stuff I have to look at that I don't like. Moving on, we want to ensure this experience is the best it can be, and we know getting it right will take some time, which is why we will be rolling it out slowly and iterating throughout the process. With your input, we're looking forward to launching this new, better home experience in 2023. Please share your feedback and be patient as we add, remove, and change features to optimize the experience. So, how do you do this? Well, you got to sign up for the Xbox Insider ring. You go to uh, the Xbox Insider subreddit. You, you put your feedback into that thread. Uh, Xbox staff, moderators, and fellow Xbox Insiders are there to help if you have any questions. Don't forget to use the report a problem before posting. If this is your only Xbox and it is not under warranty, a reminder Going on to alpha and beta rings is dangerous. It is unstable and you were playing around with the actual operating system of your Xbox. It's not just a game preview where you get a game, it crashes and it dumps you back onto the homepage. If something breaks on the operating system, it could brick your system. That is always something you have to pay attention to. I used to do testing for uh, alphas and betas for iPhones when I had one phone. Don't be me. Make sure you're doing this on a device that you're comfortable with it bricking and having to reset completely. And by reset, I mean like reset everything and lose all of it. So if you're okay with that, then you can jump back in here. If you want a bit of a description on this, uh, the best thing I can really explain is right now, if you look at the Xbox home page or Xbox home, you typically have one large button that is like your jump back in button. And then to the right of that is a smaller list of tiles that are some of the things that you've recently opened, right? Well, instead of having a bigger button or a bigger tile, I should say, and then smaller tiles off to the right of it, all of the titles are now in line with each other. They're all the same height, the same width. They represent the same space. Uh, across the way in their six tiles as opposed to the smaller number that is currently available. Then 
just below that is another row of tiles. Now these tiles uh, are a little bit different in shape. Some of them are you know, smaller, some of them are longer, uh, and they, they encompass the same width as the top row. So same width, same height, just different size tiles, right? And if you've, if you've ever used Windows 10, if you've had that smart button, or not the smart button, the start menu, if you've ever customized the right-hand section of those tiles where you have little live tiles that you can make smaller ones or larger ones or big ones and uh, live ones, that's essentially what they're going for here. They want you to be able to uh, have this kind of um, content pushed to you the same way these little tiles work, uh, but with a beautiful artwork for the actual game, which I, I always appreciate. And then, so right underneath that top row, you've got your normal My Games and Apps button. And then just next to that is the Microsoft Store. And then next to that is one of the wider ones that's like the advertising ones. Uh, and that says leaving Game Pass soon. And then to the right of that, it shows like Game Pass and it has like trending Forza Horizon 5. And then off to the far, far right is the sponsored one that says Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels and stuff. And then under that is another button or another uh, row, but it's separated by a header. So left justified, there's a, a header that says recently added to Game Pass. And under there is a list of games that have been recently added to Game Pass, which I think is great because it eliminates the desire for me to go to Game Pass because searching around on the Game Pass app isn't, uh, you know, always easy. Sometimes I'm looking for just my quests and I just want to go there, but I have to go to the Xbox app. So, or the uh, Game Pass app, I should say. Uh, the other change here is, is that at the very, very top, up where you typically see the time, the controller battery, whether or not a, a microphone's plugged in, up there is now a new search bar as well as a small little button that has the gear on it to get to your settings, which for me, that's a big deal. I love having settings uh, that I can get to because with having multiple consoles, uh, having some on Wi-Fi, some on wired and playing a game like Destiny 2 where your uh, your Internet can be very finicky if you don't have the right NAT port uh, selected. If you have a strict um, NAT on your uh, NAT, by the way. I have no clue what it means. Don't ask. Uh, if you have a strict one of those on on your internet when you're playing Destiny 2, it does not want you to play that game. It will not want you to play it. And and that really is a, a it's a whole bunch of suck. Uh, so I usually try and find the ports that are open so that way I can actually enjoy my games as opposed to not being able to play them because reasons. So I'm, I'm glad that they have that. Also, it's a quick way to get to uh, my display settings if I'm having an issue with a game where it can't quite deal with the fact that it's a 120 hertz display and it's displaying content at 60 frames. Sometimes I have to go into the settings, change the TV display on the Xbox uh, settings down to 60 hertz as opposed to 120 because the game just can't whatever happened to it process it properly. So those are some of the issues. But overall, I will say that this looks better than what we have now. Is this the best form that it could be? No. Because I, I was over uh, on Twitter, as I typically am, and I saw a tweet that went from Tom Warren, uh, who retweeted one of uh, his, his tweets kind of announcing this and putting up a Verge article about that. And the credit goes to uh, Souls Ninja um, over on Twitter, like Souls underscore Ninja, who is a graphic designer for Xbox uh, and did a graphic design of a more kind of rounded cornered uh, tiles 
instead of the the sharp edged tiles like there's there's more kerning on these than than what the typical uh game or what the typical xbox has right now um, but the interesting thing about this is that the UI that was proposed for this was one that instead of scrolling down, you're actually scrolling left and right. So it's a lot more in line with what we see with PlayStation 5. Having the, the corners kind of rounded is always preferable. Humans, believe it or not, you may not actually know this, but curves are something that our humans are naturally attracted to. We like curves. Now, I'm not saying like sexually attracted to curves because that's obvious, uh, but curves in general, humans like curves. And most people, when they see curves, think, oh, that's pretty. And if you don't believe me, look at a door and then look at an archway and you tell me which one looks better. And if you tell me the door looks better, you're lying to me and you're lying to yourself and you really should get some help because the archway is clearly the more attractive one. And why? Because it's curved. Humans like curves. So looking at the images from Souls Ninja, uh, he designed a very beautiful, very minimalistic um design of the xbox home screen where all of the little tiles are next to each other there is still a larger tile that has like the game name and then the time played completion achievement hunting underneath of it to kind of give you a little more contextual data about what's going on with your playthrough of that uh, but all of the little tiles have little little uh, rounded corners and there's a nice big area where the background is visible the vac the background is is really present when you're looking at this. And I think that's something that I've seen a lot of feedback from so far. A lot of people wanna see more of the background. When you're going onto the home screen, you're on there because you're surfing for the different games that you want to play, but you really wanna enjoy the background while you're there. One of the things that PlayStation 5 does really well is, is that the background is contextual to the game that you're playing. So if you really love the background of Ghost of Tsushima and the music that it has, you just go over to the Ghost of Tsushima icon, it fills the entire screen, some very lovely music comes on and you enjoy that. But if you switch over to Cyberpunk, you're going to get some real hard uh, electronic you know, EDM uh, as it pops over to that, and you'll see everything in a bunch of bright yellow. So I like that. I think that that is a, a pretty good design to go with. It really kind of showcases it. But at the same time, I really love my Halo Infinite background that has the little, you know, the little movement behind animated things. You know, I like that. Uh, and then I like having screenshots on my background. Like I have who killed DeMarco from Sea of Thieves on my background for one of my Xboxes. And I actually really, I, I dig it because it's it's beautiful, but also uh, a, a fun, interesting message that reminds me that the mystery for Sea of Thieves has been going on far too long. And then up at the very top, it has some interesting little, little pins. You know, it's like, hey, by the way, Back for Blood has been installed. Hey, by the way, Doomguy69 invited you to play Fortnite. So it has your notifications off to the top right and a little banner that's very attractive. And at the very top, you've got left right bumpers and you can go between store, library, videos, settings. I like it. It's it's understated, but it still presents enough uh, information to give you an idea of what's going on if you look. Now, that's kind of the key there is you got to look. Um, a lot of UI, they want to get rid, as, rid of, of elements as much as they can, you know, the days 
the days of having big arrows pointing to things on advertising is long gone. Um, so, you know, you have to be really crafty about how you design uh, UI and it has to look clean and it has to look minimalist and stuff. And yeah, that's that's great for some. It's not great for others. Uh, a lot of people don't like change either, too. So it'll be interesting to kind of see. We'll kind of keep track of this story uh, over the coming months to see like what changes, what doesn't, what people like, what the feedback's uh, uh, saying um, to anyone that's over on twitter saying i want this go over to the xbox insiders and voice it there because that's where they're looking i'm sure they're probably looking on twitter but they're probably paying more attention to the subreddit all right i, I was going to talk about this a little bit later but i got kind of like eh, and i got another weird kind of negative spin to do on this so let's let's toss let's toss out the whole sweepstakes thing that's going on right now i want you to know about that before we get too deep into the weeds here but uh if you are a fan of game of thrones um, sans the last couple seasons, because I was I was past the zeitgeist. I didn't I wasn't there with everyone when they were talking about it. I got to watch it later on, not knowing what happens at the end of the series, uh, going through it and thinking, "Wow, yep, people were right about this." But I've been I've been watching Game of Thrones, uh, House of the Dragon, which I I didn't realize was called House of the Dragon. I thought it was just House of Dragon, House of Dragon, which is funny because the Twitter account for this is house of dragon not house of the dragon but anyway moving on i digress again uh xbox has a series s which is black and is beautiful and it has the uh the oh man what is the the house of dragon logo i guess it's just the house of house of the dragon logo but it's the uh oh my god why am i forgetting the name of this what is their name i'm forgetting their name and i, I can't believe i'm forgetting their name it's it, it's the the it's the white-haired people. Oh my God, I'll, I'll figure it out. Anyway, Series S, they're doing a sweepstakes. Uh, you have to go on Twitter, as far as I know. You have to go uh, to the link that, you know, I'll put it in the show notes um, so that way you can get to it. But anyway, you go over there, you follow Xbox, and you retweet this post with hashtag Xbox will rain, not R-A-I-N, but rain is in like rain of fire from the old dragon movie that was also about dragons. Rain is an R-E-I-G-N sweepstakes for a chance to win an epic House of the Dragon Xbox Series S. You have to be over 18 years old. You shouldn't be watching this show otherwise. Uh, and it ends on October 26th of 2022. So put a reminder to keep an eye out for the announcements for this um, for Xbox uh, Series S console at the end of October 26th. So you don't forget about it because otherwise you will. I know you will because I do all the time. No, not you. Them. Like, no, behind you. Yes, them. You always forget that you do these things and you never check to see if you actually win because you just assume they're going to email you when all you did was just retweet and they have no way of getting in touch with you. So make sure, for one, you have your DMs open because that's probably a good way to do it. But also, too, you put a reminder to check in on this. And I'll have a link to the uh, I'll have a link to the tweet. It looks beautiful. It's black. It's got really nice little kind of, I don't even really know. It's not filigree, but it's like um, accenting in diagonal uh, patterns in a diamond kind of pattern that goes out away from uh, the actual uh, dragon logo for the, the house of the um no not lannisters not uh baratheons not the uh god i hate myself 
I really hate myself some days. It's on a throne, uh, a Game of Thrones, like the throne, the sword throne, like the iron throne. You guys know what I'm talking about. If, if you know Game of Thrones, I don't know why I have to explain this. It's on a throne. It's on the throne. Uh, so if you've been watching it, you've been enjoying House of the Dragon the way I have, you, you probably have already seen this. But please, 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 if you have a Twitter account, go retweet this. Please, I need to know if someone I know has won this if I don't win it so that I can see what it looks like, does it actually come with the throne? I have to know. Uh, so, but it's beautiful. I like it. I want a Series S um, and I'm I'm not necessarily willing to dump the $300 to get one, but I will 100% put in my name for, for a sweepstakes for this. Um, so getting into uh, the actual story, I actually had a, another story that I wanted to talk on. The, the, the sweepstakes thing was cute, but uh, Xbox announced this week Probably one of the dumbest things I've seen, and I'm being told that I'm too grumpy about this, but genuinely, I do not understand the, me the, the mental thinking behind this. But we got another, believe it or not, Xbox News uh, game blog post from over, guess, Xbox Wire. Yeah, Xbox Wire, right? So Daniel Ruiz, uh, Senior Product Marketing Manager, um, who is uh, in, in line with the Xbox accessories, uh, posted another uh, announcement that came in on the 7th that they're excited, I'm sure, to announce that the Elite Series controller that has been in existence since 2015 uh, is now getting a new iteration. And you might be thinking, oh my God, finally, the Xbox Elite Series 3 controller is out. I can't wait. Fantastic. What did they change? They didn't. I'm sorry. They didn't. They came out with the Elite Series wireless controller, or no, excuse me, the new Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 Dash Core is the new controller. Um, they are coming out with the core experience. So it's designed to meet the core needs of today's competitive gamers, which I don't really agree is the core ex needs. Um, putting exceptional performance, customization, and durability where it matters most, in your hands. Uh, we are giving fans more choice than ever before with two elite controllers to meet your needs. So what is it? What 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 is this? Um, they're coming out with an Elite Series controller that is the Elite Series Two. It's in white this time with the the black rubberized grips as usual. Uh, black thumbsticks, a black Nexus button, white buttons with a white share share button and, and menu and box box buttons, um, and then the uh, the the little. I don't know what they call it actually, but then not the traditional D pad, the omnidirectional little disc. Uh, which I actually really like the disc. It's just it's not practical, um, but they're they're offering that at 130 bucks in in the United States. And you might be thinking, oh wow, that's actually pretty good. It's it's you know that's cheaper than the 180 bucks that the standard one is. Well, yes, it it technically is 50 bucks cheaper than the standard Elite Series controller uh, or Elite Wireless controller Series Two, right? Yeah, you're saving 50 bucks. Here's the rub though. What you get with this pales in comparison to the uh to, to what you get with the the series two, uh the standard elite series two. You only get the charging cable and the thumbstick uh adjustable tool. Because if you don't know the, the the elite series has tension uh twists or tensioners on the actual thumbstick. So the, uh, the, the, the give that you have when you throw the stick in a direction can be adjusted. So it's like Xbox 360, Xbox One, or Xbox uh, like super loose, I don't know. Um, and with this, 
you do get the accessibility from there. Like, yes, there is accessibility in the sense that they're giving you uh, uh, the, the ability to change how much tension there is when you move the joystick. Cool. You don't get the charging block that you can plug in and have it just sit on top and it charges the Xbox uh, controller with the internal batter, battery through um, uh, inductive charging. That's not included. Actually, I don't know if this is inducting because it has pads and the pads are, I'd have to take a look. I'm pretty sure it's inductive though. Uh, anyway, you don't get the paddles. No paddles are included in this. You don't get the medium ones. You don't get the mini ones. There's no thumbsticks. You don't get the dome. You don't get the two classic ones. You don't get the tall one. There's no standard D pad with this. And there's no charging case. There's no, no, there's no carrying case for this. If you just want an Elite Series controller, right? And you're like, Mm, I don't like paddles. I don't like adjustable thumbsticks. I don't need a carrying case and I'm fine with the omnidirectional thumb pad. Congratulations. You you can spend 130 bucks on this thing. There's there's no indication that the bumper stuff is fixed either. We're, we're, there's no word on whether or not they've improved the, uh, the, the mechanics or plastics or triggering things behind the bumper issues that they've had with those. But for 130 bucks, if you just want to buy the core controller without any of the bells and whistles, just the, the base controller you can do that why i have a problem with this is because for the last year i've been seeing sales for the elite series wireless controller uh or for the excuse me i always mess this up for the elite wireless controller series 2 that has all of the bells and whistles the case the paddles the thumbsticks the 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 uh, d-pads the adjustable tool um, the charging dock with the usb cable i've seen those on sale for as low as 140 bucks brand new from like gamestop and and and, and i'm just and i'm sitting here like you guys wanted a cheaper xbox elite controller they've been out there they've been available for you like you've, you you spend 10 bucks more than what the core offers and you get everything like why haven't you guys been so i'm always kind of miffed about that because i feel like the deals have been out there and people have been missing them and they're like so excited because they can now they can now get an elite controller for cheaper than the standard msrp which is still cheaper than what it originally was so I'm always kind of miffed about that because I'm like, if you guys had your eyes open or if you weren't paying attention to my retweets or the discords or anything like that, then I feel like you missed out on a really, 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 really good deal. So the other thing that kind of bugs me about this, I've talked about this with a couple friends and they agree. Um, I've talked about this with a couple other friends that disagree and they say choice is good. If you want to eventually get the stuff that was not available with the core controller like say you want the charging dock say you want the paddle say you want the adjustable thumbsticks say you want the additional standard d-pad say you want the carrying case you can actually buy those separate now you can buy those separate which is kind of cool the problem that i have with that is that all of that is being sold as a quote-unquote complete component pack for are you ready for this 60 bucks on top of what it would cost you to buy just the core controller at 130. If you've already done the math, then you may realize that it costs $10 more to buy the core controller with the component package to get everything that you would be able to get if you were just to buy the Elite Series 2 controller at 180. So when I look at this, I think, why did they do this? And I immediately realize, money they wanted to get people in cheap 
They wanted to get people curious. So they decided instead of people finding a way to save up the extra cash, the extra 50 bucks, and just buy an Elite Wireless Control Series 2 with all the bells and whistles, all the little attachments and stuff like that, they will sell them the cheaper version for 130 And then if they decide they want to go back and get all the other little trinkets with it, it's going to cost them 10 bucks more than if they just ponied up the cash from the get-go. And I got to say, I think it's a real shit deal. I, I know a lot of people are telling me it's good to have options. Well, here's an option. If they did this, this is what they should have done. I think they should have knocked the Series 2 down to $130. Taking the, taking, you know, they've been selling it at 140. People have been taking the hit. Companies are willing to eat the cost to get these sold. So they're willing to have deals all year to have you buy an elite wireless control series two at 140 bucks. So if they wanted to do right by the gun, the gamer in my mind, if Xbox wanted to sell me on this, what they should have done is they should have sold the elite wireless control series two at 130 bucks, everything included just normally as it is. They go, they release the Elite Wireless Controller Series 3 at the normal S MSRP of 180 bucks. And you put in adaptive triggers, you put in haptic controller, uh, 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 you put in haptics in there. So it's on par with what the DualSense Edge is going to have almost like obviously they're not going to have the removable joysticks because the way they've designed it the uh the dual sense can lift a flap and you can remove the little modules for the joysticks which i think is freaking amazing but a really good way to get get past the whole like oh my sticks have drift we're not going to deal with it because it's a lawsuit here's a good alternative uh i i think they should have released a series three that had adaptive triggers we've we've had phil spencer on record saying that he thinks it's interesting and would be something that they could investigate it should have adaptive triggers i think adaptive triggers with the right coding in the games is fantastic it's one of my favorite experiences on playstation 5 hands down and i think that they should have had better haptics than just the whirling weight in the controller for the uh, for the rumble, I think the rumble is subpar compared to PlayStation's DualSense. I think the DualSense excels at haptics, and I think it excels at adaptive triggers. Both things I really love about games in the right hands. Not all games do it right, but the first party ones get it not get it get it down, and I really love it because you take a you take a game like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, you have one gun, two functions. Half trigger has one function. Full trigger pull has a secondary function. And I think that's, it's brilliant. What a, what a concept using the hardware to develop multiple ways of creating one button and turning it into two buttons based on pressure is brilliant in my mind. And I think should be moved throughout the rest of the industry. It really should come to other games because it will teach players there's a finesse to playing and that that is something that would be fantastic. Now, is that going to work for everyone? No, it sucks for accessibility. And that's one of the things I hate about it. But I also recognize that something like that could very well push the industry in a direction that breeds more innovation in first person shooters in a world where we've kind of figured that out. Like we've kind of worked it out, right? So I think that that's what they should do. They should take the Elite Wireless Control Series 2. They should sell that at 130 bucks as a cheaper alternative as last 
the last model that was released, right? And then they should introduce a new model that is the Elite Wireless Controller Series 3 with new bells and whistles and sell that at the new cost, at that at the higher cost. That way I don't feel like I'm getting gutted on a product that I've already seen at the price reasonably close to what your quote unquote core is. So those are kind of my thoughts on this. Let me know if you if you feel like I'm I'm being too harsh about this because I I don't and I and I feel like I was uh, looking forward to what the next Elite Series news was going to be. I'm disappointed that this is the alternative because I think if you want to go in for an Elite Wireless controller, yes, it is a lot of money. It is a hundred percent worth it. It's a fantastic controller, and for me, the value is in the paddles, not the adjustable tension on the control sticks. I, I want and will never want to give up the the paddles. I use them too often. I think they're very versatile. Um, so those are some of the things. What I will say was cool about this is, is that as of the pre-order date, you can now use uh, the Xbox, um, what do they call it? They call it the, the design lab. You can now use the design lab as a way to customize an elite controller. So, and I think this is where the, I think this is why they came out with the core because they wanted to bring it to design lab. It was going to be too much money for, uh, for you to, um, or actually I'm saying it's, it's, they're announcing it. It's not going to come till, uh, uh, what is this holiday? It's not coming till holiday, but, uh, if you want to design an elite series controller, that has colors, then you can do that uh, in, in the holiday season. Like they're bringing the Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 to the Xbox Design Lab. So you can actually uh, you can actually make the, the base controller different colors. Now, I like that, but I, I, I see what they're doing. They're taking a, the, the Elite Series controller. They say, hey, we're going to allow you to change the color of it. And it's going to be an Elite controller. Whoops. You already have an elite. You don't need a whole bunch of paddles and thumbsticks because you just need the controller to look different. So we're going to sell you the cheaper core with the bonus of whatever it costs to customize it, which will probably bump it up to 150. I, I, I'm willing to bet that whatever colors you make in there, it's not going to be at the MSRP of, uh, of, of 130. I feel like they're going to do what they do with all the elites or not the elite, sorry, the, all the, um, Gosh, what do they call them? The, the design lab. Like you pick your colors, you customize it, you design yours. And when you go in there, by the time you're done, a normal $60 or a normal $70 controller uh, ends up being like 89 bucks or something like that. So I, I'm, I'm very curious to see, like, do you want the rubberized grips? Congratulations. That's an extra six bucks. Uh, do you want to change the bumpers? Cool. You're good there. Do you want to add metallics to the triggers? All right. Well, that's an extra four bucks there. What about a metallic D-pad? Do you want a metallic D-pad? Okay. Well, that's an extra four bucks there. What about the joysticks? Joysticks good? No, you're good with those. All right. You don't have to spend extra money on that. You don't have to spend extra money on the buttons. Uh, if you, you want to engrave it, you want to put um, Joe Neat's boss or uh, Captain Logan sucks. That's an extra 10 bucks. By the time you get done with all the add-ons for the extra little th things on there, you're looking at close to a hundred bucks with shipping, right? So that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about when I look at like why they decided to do the elite series two as a core, 
because they know people are going to want to colorize it and they know people already have the accessories and they don't necessarily need to sell the accessories to you because you already have them. So if you have one elite and you have the little accessories and you want to upgrade to this one, well, congratulations, you didn't have to buy a whole nother 180 bucks. You got it for 130 with colors plus whatever shipping is and any additions and stuff like that. So um, needless to say, I'm a little bummed that this was the choice that they made with it. I hope people are happy with the uh, with the options that they have, um, but I think we probably could have done better. Just personal opinion. And I'm getting long in the wind here, so I'm going to try and shore up those last few little stories here. Things you need to be aware about. Twitch Gaming has ID at Xbox Fall Showcase. When does it start? 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which I believe is 12 p.m. 12:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The main show is at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. uh BST, I think right now. When is it happening? It is going on Wednesday, September 14th, which is 3 days before the Sea of Thieves event, uh which is also uh 5 days before Talk Like a Pirate Day. And there's going to be a pre-show by the Black Girl Gamers, which if you don't know is over on twitch.tv forward slash black girls or black girl gamers. Fantastic community, really just uh, great advocates for people of color in the gaming sphere, especially who are girls. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I will probably have to watch the VOD because it's like right in the middle of workday. But over there, uh, they're going to be doing the pre-show again, September 14th, 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, f- uh, f- oh, God, brain, 5.30 p.m. Uh, British Standard Time, British Summertime, Summertime. Um, and then after that, half hour after that, they'll be jumping into uh, the actual main show, which will be on twitch.tv forward slash Twitch Gaming or twitch.tv forward slash Xbox, which honestly Xbox is probably the easier one to remember. You should already be following them if you're listening to my show. Now, what are they gonna have? The main showcase is going to feature updates for Metal, Helsing, You Suck at Parking, and Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which if you don't know is that asymmetrical uh, game multiplayer game where you either play as the ghosts or you play as the Ghostbusters. One or two people, I think, is playing as the ghosts, and then you try and get the Ghostbusters. Uh, while the Ghostbusters are a group of four players who will try and capture the ghosts. I love this concept of a game. I think the uh, what was the latest one that just came out? That was the um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead came out very fantastic. Uh, a lot of people really enjoyed playing that. Um, there's the predator one, there's the dead by daylights one. There's the, the Jason Friday, the 13th one, like they're everywhere. Everyone is making these and the, uh, the paranormal, um, world is the one that really seems to, uh, cater to this type of gameplay. Uh, so if you have, have any love for ghostbusters, you will probably get a kick out of this one. Um, you don't know, or no, wait, you suck at parking. I have no clue what this game is. I'm looking forward to it just based on the name alone. And then metal Helsing literally speaks to like the, the, the hardcore metal goth person in me. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, they're also going to be showing off in the pre-show, uh, gameplay of V, uh, versus evil multiplayer deception, madness game, evil. E-V-I-L-L-E or evil. I'm not sure, but looking forward to seeing like what they're doing with this. Again, this is going to be September 14th. Uh, it's going to be an hour and a half long 
showcase where they're going to obviously show content they're going to show like what's going on we had one of these back in march where it had uh tunic uh, there's no light in trek to yumi or yomai um and we've had some in the past as well like last august uh for for last year as well so it's nice to see that they're still doing these twitch is an interesting place for these but you want to keep an eye on on that uh, other news that came out um there's a new team working on battlefield 2047 which I think is crazy. I, I really don't, or 2042, sorry, not 2047. I'm looking at, I'm conflating two stories together right now, but Battlefield 2042, not really doing so well. Very curious to see what's going on. Uh, they they put out a statement that says, creative director Lars Gustafsson is leaving Battlefield slash DICE, which is essentially like, this is the heads that will roll because Battlefield bombed and they don't know how to deal with it and honestly it's i think it's just the creative direction they haven't they, they really had an idea they went for it it didn't work out they didn't give it enough time he is a terrible publisher and the only thing they seem to know how to do well is sports games and the the one-off star wars games that come out and then apex legends because that studio does what they want instead of what ea wants them to do Moving on, Cyberpunk 2077, the game that will not die that I used to do a podcast for back in the day. Not only does it have a show coming in September 13th next week uh, to Netflix called Edge Runners, which I am very looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because it's 10 episodes about the story of a street kid trying to survive in Cyberpunk in Night City. I love anime not uh, like i love old anime let's i'll be honest you know i'm watching like avatar but even that's getting old now at this point uh, i love cyberpunk i love anime i'm watching this i don't care what anyone says about it there's a new update to uh cyberpunk that is coinciding with this uh called the what was it the the um edge runners update they're bringing in transmog for fuck's sake they finally figured out how to do transmog in cyberpunk so you can finally actually play and look the way you want instead of a fucking clown because those are just the best stats they actually put a thing in there like a roach race where you actually ride as roach and they're leaning really heavily into the fact that witcher 3 got them so much uh goodwill that they're willing to take the horse roach from witcher 3 who was famously like on roofs and and due to bugs in weird places or doing weird things they're making their they're making jokes about their own bad coding uh because it's funny like bethesda uh so that's available in game as a mini game on your smartphone that's coming uh it's going to be free it's going to be available on all smartphones they're bringing modding to cyberpunk 2077 which if you don't know is something that has been available through pc a lot like they've they've just like so many mods have been created for cyberpunk 2077 that people have gone in and remade the damn the damn game like they built in better talents they balanced them they balanced the difficulty uh they gave you transmog they gave you uh more customization options they gave you like garages like the amount of work that's being put into cyberpunk 2077 from the modding community alone is probably on par with the damn studio that made the game but they're making it official. You're now going to be able to uh, dedicate yourself to making mods for Cyberpunk 2077 and have official support uh, for, for custom sounds, animations, scripts. Lots of tools are going to be made available for people through the med red mod system now. Uh, and in fact, all the mods that are currently available, those will all still work for Cyberpunk 2077. So that isn't lost there. 
Um, the, the, the mention that I made earlier about Cyberpunk 2077 limited edition bundle for the Xbox One uh, X, the thing that I bought, my first Xbox One, uh, that was promised when you bought that console. You got the game, which I did. I, I played my way through it and I really enjoyed it. You got the, the promise of two uh, DLCs. There was two DLCs that were included with that purchase, right? There is now only going to be one DLC and that's going to be called Phantom Liberty. It's very nebulous and it's basically like the new United States and it has V talking about they're pledging their allegiance to the new United States. And you got uh, Johnny Silverhand, Mr. Keanu Reeves himself telling you that's a really fucked up idea. And and I really am curious what this story is because it's a really fucked up idea. And I don't know what he's going to be doing. Uh, so uh, I love Cyberpunk. I really do. I think the story is fantastic. The updates to the game has really improved the stability, the, the frame rates, the look. They've done a great job with the AI. I still think that there's issues. There's still a lot of issues with that game, but I don't think those are ever going to get fixed. I don't think they're going to dedicate enough time to getting those fixed. And I've just been waiting for the DLC to come out so that I can actually enjoy the furthering of the story right because that's what i love about this world it's a beautiful world it's probably one of the best cities ever created the characters are unique and interesting to me i love this the stories that they have i want more of that and i'm going to be getting that with phantom liberty but that's not going to be out till next year the limited edition bundle for the xbox one x you're going to get a reimbursement for the expansion in the form of microsoft store credits because they are not doing two expansions they're doing one they're stopping and that's GG on that one. And I gotta say, I'm a little pissed about it because I was hoping that this would be the next franchise and they wouldn't just cower back to their their golden goose, the, the sacred cow that is Witcher. I hope they would stick with this. They stuck with this. Game came out, what, almost two years ago at this point? Came out 2020, 2019, 2020? I can't remember. But they've, they've stuck with it for a fair amount of time. They have killed themselves trying to make this game actually like run. And, and I blame management 100% on this one. Like they should have they should have delayed it a year. They should have did what Halo did. Even with Halo delaying their game a year, it still did not work out that well for them. But you know what? I think it would have been better than the refunds, the, the retraction of the game being sold on PlayStation for eight months. I think, there was a, a lot of pain that could have been saved from the studio, from, from the gamers. If they had delayed this, if they had killed the PS4 and the Xbox One versions, they really shouldn't have released those. It should have been next gen only. The hardware can't run it. It just, it does not run well on those. It runs better. It doesn't run well, but it definitely runs better. If you've ever watched any digital foundry videos on this, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But I am glad that we're at least getting uh expansion um and i'm glad that we're getting three new gigs uh there's new firearms that are coming five new melee weapons i am really honestly just interested in the update and the fact that that we're going to have transmog available because i really do love that there's still a whole bunch of bugs that they went and fixed and they're bringing cross progression to uh your game saves um there's a bit of a there's a bit of caveat to this can I load a save trans, uh, transferred from PC onto a console? No, PC versions of the game aren't affected by regional restrictions and save files created on a less restrictive game version cannot be loaded on a more restrictive one. So if you're in Saudi Arabia, United Arab uh, Emirates, um, Bahram, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, or Japanese, 
you're going to be restricted. Everywhere else should be okay, though. So hopefully you should be able to load a PC save to a console. Can I load a save transferred from console to PC? Yes. Can I transfer a saved game between PCs? Yes. Can I load a saved transfer between consoles? If the save file was created in the game version without regional restrictions, it cannot be loaded in the version with regional restrictions. However, it's compatible with other unrestricted game versions. God, these guys suck at this. Basically, if you live anywhere where I listed uh, the different countries, you cannot transfer your saves. Um, but if you do not live in those places, you can transfer your saves. That's effectively it. So I, oh man, I really don't know what to say about this. Hopefully this is the the uh, last bad news for Cyberpunk. I hope that the, I hope the next expansion, <laughs> I really do. I hope that the, the Phantom Liberty comes out and it's excellent and everyone loves it and everyone talks about how it's the best expansion. Uh, the same way like Blood and Wine was for Witcher 3. I don't see that happening. I don't think they're committed to this anymore if this is the only expansion that's going to come out. Um, other news. Let's get into that real quick. Let's, let's shore up the last little bit here. Uh, the update that I talked about in the past where PS5 is finally getting some of the features that it, it was testing, like uh, 1440p HDMI video out for TVs and monitors is now getting put out. Folders are now going to be available, but they're calling them game, game lists. Uh, you can now search YouTube via voice commands. You can launch remote play directly from the PS app, which I like. Uh, there's an option to send share requests to friends, and there's notifications to join friends games more easily from party chat. Um, and there's also going to be, uh, uh, I can't remember what it is. I'll, I'll talk about it when it comes back up anyway. So good update for PlayStation. Congratulations on finally getting 1440 P, um, for the people that have monitors out there that want to be able to have it and stream at that and record at that and not have to worry about killing their systems. Uh, if, if that's what they're trying to capture at. Um, the last little bit of news that I wanted to share is kind of a, just a, it's a nice thing. It's a, it's a good news for the studio who did not get the love that they should have. And that's Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics, formerly of uh, of uh, Square Enix, now part of Embracer Group, who I've talked about, really large company that is a conglomerate trying to, to snatch up as many studios as they can, finally has their IP back. Crystal Dynamics now owns the rights, again, from Square Enix to the Tomb Raider series, to Thief, and to, uh, oh God, I just blanked on it. Um, they have Legacy of Kane, Legacy of Kane, Tomb Raider, Thief. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Deus Ex. Deus Ex was the other one. Okay, so they've got the rights to be able to do that. Um, and uh, or no, Deus Ex is Eidos Montreal or Eidos Montreal, whatever it is. Um, the the studios that were being sold off from Square Enix that were picked up by Embracer Group now have the rights to the games they were they were making for Square Enix. When Square Enix is like, these are not hitting our expectations. It's like, well. Fuck you. You have too high expectations. These games are fantastic. So I'm glad that they'll be able to work on those games, those franchises, those IPs if they want to. Embracer now owns them. A little concerning. And we'll see how that goes in the future. Um, I'm going to kill the episode here because I don't think I want to get going too much longer. Uh, really glad to see some of the things that have come out. Really glad to get news about some of the franchises that I've, I'm very interested in where they go from there. Really excited to see the UI changes to Xbox. Curious to see what happens with the the drama that's going on, the cat fight out in the street between Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan, uh, and also trying to figure out like who of you are actually going to buy this elite co core controller. 
because uh, I, I don't know who. But if you are, let me know and why, because I'm very curious to hear your opinion on it. Uh, let me know. There's plenty of ways to do that. In fact, I'm going over to Gmail right now just to see how many not emails I have in this. Uh, nope, that is the wrong email account. Um, I'm going over here to see like how many emails I got from you that I didn't know about until this very moment. And you'd be surprised to hear no one. That's OK. I don't care. It's fine. If you do want to send me, you can always, if you want to send me an email, uh, you can always do that. No one ever sends emails, not for, unless it's for work. Uh, the Xbox wrap up at gmail.com. Um, you can always reach me on uh, Twitter. I'm always on Twitter at the Xbox wrap up, uh, where I post the, the links for this uh, when it goes up. Um, that's also just, it's a, it's a filler there. But if you want to touch, I, that's a weird way to say that. I shouldn't have said touch. If you want to reach me, uh, and, and talk to me about games in general. I'm on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Uh, I have a Discord that is mainly for Sea of Thieves. I'm also using it as a plant for uh, the Xbox wrap-up um, because that's just that's where I honestly I spend all my time. So if you want to get a hold of me, honestly, Discord is the quickest way to get a hold of me. I don't know why you want to get a hold of me. Maybe you want to tell me how bad my ideas are on some of this stuff. That's 100% the case. I will, I will debate that because I feel very earnest about these. But other than that, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, again, I'm excited to talk about um, the the Disney Marvel sh game showcase that happened literally like hours ago uh, today uh, because there was some really fan-freaking-tastic IP that came out uh, that I, I cannot wait to talk about. I cannot wait to learn a little bit more about them. They're revitalizing games I didn't think we were going to ever see. I've been wanting to... I've been debating on getting the ROMs for them. But now that I know that, the, I'll talk about it next week. I'll talk about it next week. Well, I'll get into it. I'll, I'll, I'll write it all out. I'll get a really good thing together and we'll talk about it next week. Unless Jim Ryan decides to come out and be a real punk about stuff and Phil Spencer has to be a punk about it. And they have, I have to talk about Activision Blizzard more, but that's gonna do it for this episode of the Xbox wrap up or the X. Uh, I really appreciate you all listening. Thank you friends who are supporting this, uh, even though you don't have to, cause we talk on a daily basis. Love you all. I hope you have a great rest of your week and a great West of your West of your weekend. I'm, I'm slurring now at this point. I need more coffee. We're getting out of here. Have a great week. Yeah.